I want to say welcome, welcome. Uh, it's good we get to be together. It's a special, special time to be, be together. I, I want to talk about the state of our church. But before I do, I want to say something to you. I hope you would agree with this. God is good, and I hope you'd say all the time. And all the time, God is good. If we were together, I'd have you yell it. If we were together, we'd stand and scream it. God is good, and you'd yell all the time. And all the time, what? God is good. Put it in the chat. God is good. God is good. And God is good all the time. Now, what I want to say, though, is while I'm super excited to talk about the state of the church, I want to ask a question first. What is the state of you? If we were doing a state of you message, what would you say? Would you say, you know what? Things are great. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be a blessing. And a lot of you would. Some of you would say, you know what, Pastor Chuck? This isn't a good time. I know God is good, but the time isn't good. And right now, right now, things are hard. Right now, I'm tired. Right now, I feel like this won't end. Right now, some of you would say, hey, my unemployment's about to run out or they're about to cut it to a rate that I don't know how I'll make it. Some of you I know are saying this, I haven't been able to get unemployment. Others are saying, I'm not sure about my job. Um, some of you are saying, the COVID crisis hit. Uh, yesterday, I found out about a young mom of three children, and she was just diagnosed with COVID. She got, she's got the coronavirus. And I'm praying for her, and I'm praying for a bunch of other people. So it may be you, it may be your family. Uh, and then I know there are a lot of parents out there going, you know what, school's about to start, and I don't feel good about any that I hear going on. And so I know there's a lot of concern out there. There's a lot of questions out there. I know some are doing great. Some are in a place where they're saying, I know, God, you're good but I need you right now. I need you right now. And so before I talk about the state of the church, I want to say this to you, is that we want to be a resource to you. We want to be a resource for strength, for deepening your faith, for opening up to God, to experience the love of Jesus. We want to see because of God and because of the power of the Holy Spirit, your resilience strengthen and you go from surviving to thriving and you begin to discover God actualizing great promises in your life. And so I'm not saying life's always easy, but God's always good. So catch that. Life's not always easy, but God, God is always good and God loves you and God cares about you. And it's so important for you to know that. See here at Crossroads, I'm about to dive into the state of the church. God is actualizing his promises for us. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 28 is a powerful promise. Please lean on on this. Some of you need this one right now. You need it for you. But it says, we know, not we think, not we hope. We know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. So here's what that says, that somehow, someway, God will cause things to work to good. He'll work together for good if you love him. And I hope you love him. And if you live your life according to his purpose, you live out your calling that God has for you. Some of you right now, let me just kind of pause. Right now, do you love God? Because, oh, he loves you. Do you know God and know his love? He loves you. And did you know that if you'll live your life moment by moment, day by day, breath by breath, according to his purpose, that he is going to actually actualize that promise into your life where he causes all things to work together for good for you. He's doing that right now at Crossroads. He's enacting that right now at Crossroads. And it's, he's doing it in ways that blow my mind. 
I, I, I am in awe of God like I've never been before. And, and it's, it's exciting. It's new. It's amazing. And I want you to be a part of that. I want you to be a part of a church family that we live that out and experience that together. And we can look to what God's doing. And if I'm having a hard time in my life, I could say he's going to do it for me too. He's going to do it for me too. A uh, very special promise that we have here at Crossroads is Jeremiah 33, 3. And it says this, God says, call to me. By the way, this is for you. God says, call to me. And that means pray to me, call out to me and I will answer you. And you know what? Right there, I could put a period and say that is incredible. That's awesome. And it's true. Ask God, call to God. He will answer you. But notice what he said. It gets even better. It goes from a period to an exclamation point. <laughs> you know that? It goes to a, a, an exclamation point. What's, a, what's an exclamation point? It's a period that blew its mind. It's a period that blew its top off because it was so good. And so we're about to get to the exclamation point. He says, and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. God said, call to me and I'm going to answer. And I'm going to answer by telling you, and I'm going to show you this in a minute, or showing you great and mighty things you do not know. This word tell in the Hebrew, in the Old Testament, it's written in Hebrew, is the Hebrew word nagad. And it means tell or show. Right now, God is telling us great and mighty things we didn't know. Right now, God is showing us. He's showing me. He wants to show you great and mighty things you do not know. Now, very often, the greatest miracle happens in the toughest time. Um, most often, the miracle comes in an incredible way after you've gone through the trial or you're in the midst of the moment where you need it. God is going to be there for you. God is here for us now. And I want to talk to you about our church, our church family, and what we're experiencing. Because I want to say this, God, I believe, is telling Crossroads, us as a family. And by the way, if you're visiting, listen to what's happening. If you're visiting, listen to what's happening. Because God is telling our church family this, we need to apply the truths, the truths of Luke chapter 5 to us today. We take what Jesus said in Luke chapter 5, and we need to apply it to us right now. And that is the state our church is in, of embracing these truths in Luke chapter 5 and living them out. And, and so what am I talking about? Well, in Luke chapter 5, what happens is none of the apostles had followed Peter yet, or Jesus yet. And so Jesus is going to uh, uh, call Peter. He's going to call Andrew, Peter's brother. He's going to call James and John to follow him for the very first time. They've heard him preach before. They've talked to him. They stayed the night with him. But they've been living on their, in their own homes. They've been going about business as usual. And now it's time for it all to change. And I want you to see what happens. And if you didn't know, Peter is a fisherman. And it's going to happen in the moment when he's at work. Uh, in Luke chapter 5, verse 3, it says this. And Jesus got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little way from the land. And he sat down and he began teaching the people from the boat. So he said, hey, I, I want to talk to everybody. I want to preach. Let me sit in your boat so they don't come and, uh, and crash in on me and they don't crush me. The crowds wanted to be around Jesus so bad. They were growing and growing and growing. And so Jesus got into the boat, not only so they could hear him better, but as a point of safety. And when he was finished speaking, he said to Simon, he put out into the deep water. Don't miss that word. He goes, I want you to put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. 
And Simon, who's an experienced fisherman, said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. Uh, And when they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish. Now don't miss that because we're talking about what God's teaching us right now. And they enclosed a great quantity of fish and their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats for them to come and help them. And they came and filled the uh, both of the boats so that they began to sink. You know what's so wild about this? Jesus told Peter to do something you would not normally do. Uh, uh, Almost all the fishing was done about 150 yards from shore or in. It was the best place to catch fish, the easiest place to catch fish. If they were going to catch fish, it wouldn't have been at this time of the day out in the deep. So he's saying, I want you to do something you would not normally do. I want you to go to a place you would not normally go and I want you to start following my direction and do something you don't normally do and the results are going to be incredible. That's what I want you to think about. That's what I want you to know. And then in Luke chapter 5 verse 8 it says this, and when Simon saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, and look at these words, go away from me Lord for I am a sinful man. (laughs) <laughs> okay. All right. I know you got to get this. I think this is one of the funniest things in the Bible. Uh, now you might ask why, where are they? Now I want to ask you, where are they? Think they're way out in the deep. They're in a boat together filled with fish and, and Peter drops on his knees and he says those words, go away from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. Where's Jesus supposed to go? You know what I'm wondering? I'm wondering if that was prophecy. I'm wondering if Peter somehow, the Holy Spirit gave him a prophetic word. Hey, Jesus, step out of the boat and walk on water because you just did one miracle. And I believe you can do that one. And, and, and when I look at who you are and I'm aware of your power and aware of your love, I don't even understand how I could be in the same proximity as you. So Peter knew he couldn't get out of the boat. He knew it was too far to swim. He knew he couldn't walk on water. So what did he say to Jesus? Get away from me. By the way, the exact opposite is going to happen. Jesus is going to say, I want to be close to you. I want to be near you. I want you with me. And in this moment, Peter's about to realize a great calling in his life. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 9, it says this, For amazement had seized him. Please, please. If you were in the group I was talking to and I care about, who's having a hard time, who's not sure what's going on, who's tired, who just wants all this over, I want you to catch what happened. You might be in the position that Jesus wants you in so he can do great and mighty things. And what happens when that happens? Amazement comes. Now it didn't say comes. It says amazement seized him. He was amazed. He's out in the deep water with a catch greater than he can imagine. And, and he's amazed. And that's what's like to live with Jesus. I'm not saying every moment, but over and over again, uh, from one moment of amazement to the next moment of amazement to the next one, uh, that's what it's like to know Jesus. But if you're brand new to all this, or maybe you've never even met Jesus before, he's amazing. And he makes your life amazing. And it really becomes true 
that you call to God and he answers you and he tells you or shows you great and mighty things you would not know. And it says, amazement had seized him and all of his companions. Everybody's amazed because of the catch of fish what they had taken. And so they were, uh, so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not fear. From now on, you will be catching men. He gets a brand new calling. And, and when they had brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed him. It was the day that Peter, the day that Andrew, the day that James, and the day that John realized a brand new calling in their life. And it was based on amazement, born out of amazement, and experienced in a place, this is big, in a place they would not normally go, doing something they would not normally do, and having a great, great effect they would not ever have had they not listened to Jesus. Here's what I want to tell you is this, is that we right now, I right now, maybe not you, but I'm going to say me. When I look at the state of our church, I'm in amazement. When I look at what God is doing, I, I'm overjoyed. When I, I think about what's happening, I have never, ever, ever seen the church be more the church than it is right now, especially Crossroads. We are more like the book of Acts. Uh, by the way, if you're brand new, the book of Acts is the history of the church. And, and in that book of Acts, the church didn't have a building. In the book of Acts, the church didn't even and focus on buildings. What they realize is the church is not a building. By the way, how many of you would say that? How many of you would say the church is not a building? The church is not a building. Well, guess what? We're living that out today in a way that I can't imagine. And you know what I believe? I believe Jesus called us to go to the deep waters. Now, let me tell you what I believe the deep waters are. The deep waters are going into a place where we can reach more people in more effective ways and, and see discipleship happen in more effective ways than we ever have before. And it's not happening in a building because right now we're not meeting in a building. It's happening online. Online is the deep waters. Listen to me. Online is the deep waters. Now, it's not like we didn't know they were out there. Um, about three years ago, the elders, I'm one of the elders, we fasted and prayed and we asked God for a vision of what he wanted for Crossroads. And, and so most of you know this, but if you don't, our elders very, very often fast and pray for 40 days. And we always seek God and we try not to talk to each other because we believe we should pray and then plan. By the way, that's a great way to live your life. You don't plan and then pray to God blesses it. You pray and ask for God's plan that he will bless. And in that plan, God really, in a unified way, told the elders, told me, told the elders, we need to start emphasizing our online campus. Uh, it was one of three priorities, but to be honest, it was number three. And so we had that on the list. Then when the coronavirus hit, because we had been faithful to God, because we did what he told us to do three years ago, in one day, we could go from meeting mainly in a building and mainly in a congregation to all online. Now, what I know is not a lot of churches were able to do that. Some were able to do that, but the, and I would say the majority weren't. But because God had led us, God had told us something great and mighty, and we were able to immediately go online, and, and God began to do amazing, amazing things. We knew that God was calling us to reach the next generation. We want to reach everybody, but in particular, we want to see the next generation come to know Christ. 
And I was talking with Lee Strobel, if you haven't seen it on the podcast, and Lee said this. He said, isn't it amazing that churches have wanted to reach the next generation, but where are they? Where can you find the next generation? Are you ready? Online. Online. And so Lee and I were saying, we're doing that. We're experiencing that. And we're seeing the effects of that. And what we did, God said, I want you to go. Uh, Jesus said, I want you to go out in the deep water. I want you to go online. And out there is where the great catch is. Right there is where we're going to experience things. So right now we're doing this. Uh, uh, our next gen ministries have launched YouTube channels so we can be where the next generation is reaching them. We have YouTube channel for children. By the way, parents, you ought to have your kids getting on that. You ought to watch it with them. Great content, good things, amazing things happening. So, so dive on that. We have a YouTube channel for junior high and it's hilarious. Uh, I was watching it with my grandkids and they wanted to watch time after time. They didn't want to stop. And it was all about fun and all about most of all, all about Jesus. We have YouTube for high school, uh, HSM. We have Sia. Sia is doing a great job on YouTube also. And, and then we have YouTube for, for beyond that, for set free. Uh, and, and the powerful, powerful community that's being built there. And so what I want to say is, is it's amazing content, all aimed at Jesus, all based on, on building you up. And we're seeing that happen. And right now, right now, we're seeing that happen in an incredible way in the present. We believe we can build on that to the future. And so as we do that, what's happened? Jesus said, I want you out in the deep waters. Now, what he doesn't want us to do is to fight our way back to land. He doesn't want us to, to run from that. He doesn't want us to see it as temporary. And so what do we need to do is we need to cast our nets and, and, and see if there's a great quantity of fish. It was interesting. He, Jesus told Peter, he said, from now on, you're not going to catch fish. You're, you're not going to be a fisher of fish. You're going to be a fisher of men. And you know, here's what you need to listen. Crossroads, listen, listen, listen. Since March 22nd, when we went all online, 1,333 people have made decisions for Christ. Now that's a hallelujah. That's a praise the Lord. That's a God is good. That is an awesome thing. You ought to be putting that in the chat. Praise God, praise God. More people coming to know Jesus. And, and, and we're standing there in awe of that, amazed at that, excited about that. And I wanna show you where it's happening. Look at this map right here. Uh, before this, almost all our decisions happened right here. Before the COVID crisis, the vast majority of decisions happened right here. Since then, all the states that are green, we have seen people come to know Jesus Christ. Oregon, Nevada, uh, look at this. Texas, a huge number of people. Uh, uh, Massachusetts, New York, uh, all throughout the United States, people are giving their lives to Christ. People are giving their lives to Christ. By the way, it's not just nationally. Mexico, Puerto Rico, uh, 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 Nicaragua. Uh, uh, we're watching people give their lives to Christ. And, and, and Jesus said, look, when you're out in the deep water and you cast the net, this is what happens. This is what happens. And so I want to tell you, I'm amazed at this. I'm amazed at this. Uh, crossroads, our worldwide reach has, has, has exploded 
Uh, remember, anything in this green are places that are actively a part of what we're doing. Uh, many of them actively, truly a part of our Crossroads family. So obviously the United States, Mexico, and Canada. But look at almost all of South America. We have people a part of the Crossroads family uh, in Russia and, and now beginning to filter into China. By the way, you want to hear this is wild. Number one country watching us on, on a video form is the United States. Number two is India is India. And in parts of Africa and Australia and most of Europe, you know what? I, I, I stand in awe of that. I stand amazed at that. Right now, right now, only, uh, only 30% of the Crossroads family lives in Corona. 70% lives outside of Corona. Now, a lot of them are in California, but 30% of the people who are a part of our Crossroads family are in the Corona area. 70% are scattered throughout the world. And by the way, they can be part of family. Geography doesn't define family. I'm gonna say that to you over and over. Geography doesn't define family. I have grandchildren in, in, in Denver, Colorado. We're still super close. I have grandchildren in Syracuse, New York. We're still super close. I have a son living in San Francisco. We're still super close. Uh, most of my dad's side of my family's in Tennessee. We're still close. Geography doesn't define family. And Jesus is saying, Crossroads, I want you out in the deep water. And I want you casting the net. And I want the family to grow. I want the family to expand. I want the family to multiply. And we're watching that happen right now. And this is where, maybe this won't get you, but, but hang with me because this gets me. Jesus gave us an incredible mission called the Great Commission. And in Matthew 28, here's what he told us to do. He said, go therefore and make disciples where? Of all the nations. We were never supposed to be just about the United States. Never supposed to be just about California. Never supposed to be about Corona or Southern California. He said, I want you going after all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. In January, we weren't doing that. In February... <clears throat> We were hoping, but it wasn't true. In March, it started to happen. Then in April, May, June, July, it's happening. Hey, Crossroads, listen, we are fulfilling the Great Commission for the first time in our church's history. We are actualizing and being a part of it. This is happening now. Now, say, I don't know about you. Okay, maybe I'm just me, but okay, it, maybe it's just me, and I don't want to put my feelings on you, but this is great. This is mighty. This is awesome. And we get to do this as a church family. And Jesus said, that's where I want you to be. I want you going to all the world. And you know what we're doing? We're doing what Jesus said to do. I want you making disciples. We're watching it happen with, I believe, more in-depth teaching, and it's even going to go deeper in the coming months. Uh, we're on a mission to fulfill the Great Commission. And there's so many ways we get to experience that. By the way, for everybody listening, listen, but especially I'm going to ask all the women who are listening. In October, we are going to have an international women's conference. This is our first international women's conference. 
And so well, we're already making plans. Uh, you'll be a part of it. Uh, uh, it. It probably will be all online as possible, depending on the world changing. Some of it could be a little more live. But let me tell you this. We're having our first international women's conference. And uh, uh, we invited already some uh, uh, people who we feel like are family to us in Kenya. And, and we said, here's what we'll do. You guys, you women, you be a part of that Kenya, that, the International Women's Conference. And, and what we'll do is we'll, we'll film it and then we'll have you be, be able to watch it on demand. And guess what they said? Uh, uh, one of their leaders said, nope. We're going to watch it live. We're going to have a slumber party. We're going to gather together, put on our pajamas, and we are going to be live with you as you put on this. Do you get that? Anybody else excited about women? Aren't you excited about having sisters in the Lord in Kenya, watching with you uh, late into their night saying, you know what? We're all one. We're all one. We're going to probably have people watching in Cambodia, in Thailand, in Austria, and in other places, South Africa. But we're going to be able to minister together and bring the women of our church family together. And, and, and I just sit and go, you know what? That is like great. That is like mighty. That is something I didn't know. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. And, and Mary Kamau is one of the people leading out in this. And, and we could not be more excited uh, to be family with you guys and to be family together. So I, I want to say this. Listen to me. So while we will be fully on campus one day, uh, we will not fully be here. Uh, the day's going to come. We're going to open our campus up. The day's going to come. We're going to be able to meet in the buildings that God has blessed us with. But that will never be the entirety or the totality of our Crossroads family. Uh, the campus isn't big enough. Uh, the building doesn't hold enough. Uh, the geography is, is bigger and broader and better. And we're not going to stop being a go into all the world and make disciples church. Uh, we're not going to stop saying, let's have family in every state in the United States. We're not going to say, let's not also reach parts of the world where we are family together, where we're not defined by nationality. We're not defined by the color of our skin. We're defined by our relationship in Jesus Christ. And we're all God's children together. And, and that's what I believe is so exciting. And, and we're, as we do this, I know God is going to bless. As we do this, amazing things are going to happen. Some of you have asked, How, how's the church doing? Well, guess what? We're bigger. How's the church doing? I think we're better. We're different. Um, this church family blows my mind. Uh, our giving right now, our financial giving right now, just so you know. Actually, let me back up. When the crisis hit, uh, as the pastor teacher, one of the main leaders of the church, I got our, our executive team together and got our staff together. And I said, hey, we're going we're gonna to only do mission critical spending. I think the economy is going to take a hit. I think it's going to be a hard time. Our people are faithful, but I'm not sure what's going to happen. So I want us to be careful. I think that's wise. I, I'm not sorry I did it. The offerings never drop. Our offerings right now are the same or higher as January and February. Uh, our offerings haven't gone down. Why? Because I know you're a people that give to God. You're a people committed to putting him first. And you never let fear dictate anything about what you do. You're faith-oriented. And you have borne the test, passed the test, and come through with shining colors. 
Now we could do more in ministry. We could be more effective. But right now, this church is healthier than it's ever been. And, and, and you know what? I am so excited about it. And, and because of that, we've had to make some shifts. But let me tell you one shift we made. We are putting more of our resources right now into our food pantry to feed 250 to 300 families. Uh, and that's families. That's not people. And, and help them. You already saw just before this, we're helping in Nepal. We're helping in Cambodia. We're helping in Thailand. And, and we're helping in other places. And, and there's a place in Kenya we got word they didn't have food. The crisis had impacted that they weren't going to have food. And right now, because of your faithfulness, uh, 500 people, we have just given them three months of food to take care of them uh, so they don't have to be food insecure. So we're watching God do that. We've done that in the Holy Land. We've done that in Kenya. We've done that in Cambodia. And you know why? Because we're fishing in the deep waters and you're a faithful, faithful church. So the first thing Jesus showed us is this, crossroads, go out into the deep waters, cast your net and catch a great quantity of fish and be fishers of men, fishers of women and people who care for people. But there's another part of Luke 5 you need to see. Not only are we supposed to fish in the deep waters, we're supposed to embrace the new. We're supposed to embrace the new. And and look at Luke chapter 5, verse 36 with me. It says this. And he was also telling them a parable. This is Jesus. No one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and puts it on an old garment. Otherwise, he will both tear the new and the piece uh, of the old. Uh, The new will not be matching the old. Then he goes on to say this. He says that no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled out and the skins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, wishes for new. For he says old is good enough. The old is good enough. Uh, one thing you can count on, the unchanging God always changes everything. <laughs> By the way, that, that, think about it, but it's really true. You study the Bible, God is unchanging. But one thing true of God is he's always changing things. He's always doing new things. He's always calling for you and I to brace the new. So he wants new wine and new wineskins. He wants us when new things happen to encounter them in new ways. Uh, He wants us not to try to go back to the old. He doesn't want us to, to see things the same. So when you look at the state of our church, we see that things have changed. Our online campus now is more important than ever. Our on-campus campus is still important, but our online campus is more important than ever. So just so you know, and I want to make sure I'm very countable to you, uh, we as a church had said we were going to do boldly go, and that would include some things that would happen in three phases. So phase one was a, an initial putting a sign on our campus. And if you've never been here, uh, we got a great campus. We just have a, we didn't have a sign out there to tell who we were. So we'd put signs on our campus, electronic signs, cool signs. We also were going to expand our early childhood area. We were going to do a backyard, we called it, for junior high. As a matter of fact, let me show you. So this uh, two signs like this were a part of phase one. Uh, This right here is the early childhood area, uh, which is uh, 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 where we would have children be safe and yet close to their parents. For those of you who didn't know, that's where the worship center is. And then this is a cool area for junior high students to meet. So we have 
all the money we need for that. That's called phase one. We raised it together. People gave together. And so we're going to go ahead and fulfill that. So we have all the money. It's all going to be fulfilled. It will be happening very, very soon. So that's phase one. Now here's what's changed. Phase two now is online campus. It used to be phase three, but we moved it up to phase two. That means we're going to be doing things to put resources to make online campus better than it's ever been before. And so in this season, uh, we need to resource the online campus and we need to embrace the new of the online campus. And we're doing that right now. We're doing that. Uh, By the way, we have an incredible way to study God's word called Alpha. Alpha right now is all online. But what happens when you get into an alpha class or an alpha group, you begin to study the most important parts of Christianity. Maybe you're not a Christian. This is where your questions will get answered. Maybe you are a Christian. You're going to understand more than ever the foundations of your faith and the most important things you could know. And if you've never been an alpha, hey, you know what? Right now is the time to get in it. Right now, you could join and, and you will meet people and you will experience God in an incredible way. That's online. We have life groups online. And, and, and by the way, I'm going to talk about the need to get into a group. Uh, by, don't tune me out. Listen to all this. But I want to share what's coming up. And you'll see why it's so important to get in a life group in a minute. We have Set Free online. We have Grief Share online. A woman in Oregon lost her husband and didn't know what to do. And she now is a part of our Crossroads family and has been in Grief Share. It's online but, but, but it's a powerful, amazing time of finding Jesus and healing together. And, and that's there. That's happening. Uh, we find, like I said, people growing in discipleship online. And so what I want you to know is we, we are there. Uh, our next-gen ministries uh, are all online, like I told you. Uh, and so we're at a place right now where we're embracing this new. And I'm going to ask you to do it with me. I'm going to ask you to be a part of that. Uh, So phase one has been fulfilled. Phase two is now online. Phase three is a a remodeling and revolutionizing of another children's area. That now will be phase three. We will do that one day. But we got to embrace the new. So that caused us to make a shift. We've got to stay out in the deep waters. And so what we're going to do right now is tell you this. You might ask, what is your place in this? What is your part in this? I'm going to ask you to embrace the new with me. If you're a believer, if you're a part of our church family, embrace the new with me. We need right now, we need you more than ever. If you're feeling like, well, then where's my place? Oh my, let me say this. If it's bigger, we need you more. And it is bigger, so we need you more. So I don't want you to tune out on that. And, and by the way, if you're in a, a safer at home type setting, we still need you more. Uh, we need life group leaders. Uh, so uh, I want to tell you pretty soon, we need you to start a life group. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to call them Q groups. Uh, What is a Q group? It's a quarantine group. It's a group of people you can share time with and share life with in the midst of the quarantine. You could do it online. You could do it live because you trust each other. You could do it as a a kind of a mixture hybrid of that, but everybody needs a Q group, you know, and and that's a place you share life and and you do that. Uh, And we need leaders to do that and make that real and make it a part. And we need everybody to dive in. Um, we need people to help us put on our virtual BBS. 
Uh, we, I'm going to talk about this more in a minute. We've got an incredible VBS coming. Matter of fact, 126 kids have already signed up. But by the way, parents, listen, no matter where you are in the United States, your kids can be a part of this. Arizona, Nevada, in, anywhere. Uh, and, and Florida, you could be a part of this. And we want you to sign up. But we also need leaders. Uh, my wife just got an email asking if she'd lead a life group at VBS. And she signed up. She's going to do it. So we need that. We need that. We need that. Um, we need people to help in disabilities. We need you. And if that's your heart, that's your passion, we need you to dive in and do that. Uh, by the way, uh, in Set Free, uh, we need more people not only to join, to be a part of that. Uh, we have a ministry, listen to this, called Adopt-A-Block. So if you're more local, we need people to work in Adopt-A-Block because we're gonna offer something when school starts. We're gonna offer on, uh, a tutoring for children uh, in areas that are under-resourced and it's very, very likely they'd get left behind. You could do it. You could teach those kids. You could encourage those kids. You could make sure they don't get left behind. Jesus would bless you for that. So we need people to do that. Uh, another thing we need, and I'm really gonna ask you to pray about this. We need online campus hosts in every time zone all around the world. We could take our online ministry deeper in the deeper waters, being more effective if we had hosts that were a part of every time zone all around the world. So whatever time zone you're in, we want you to say, hey, count me in. I want to be a part of this. I want to dive into this. And you could be a part of creating community and changing lives. And so we need you, need you, need you. And so right now, our current plan is to uh, make online more effective and a better priority. Let me tell you what we also want to do. So wherever you're watching this from, we want to know who you are and where you are. And then we're looking to see clusters of people in the same area, uh, you know, with at least someone in driving distance. And then once the crisis is settled a little, once this uh, quarantine time is over more, then I want to take a team and I want to come visit you. Uh, I may not be able to go to everybody, but I want to go to most everybody. So right now, uh, over 100 people are watching in Texas. We'd love to gather people in parts of Texas together. And we'll get together. We'll have food together. We'll get to know each other. We'll worship together. I want to get to know you. I want to get to know your spiritual gift. I want to know what's going on in that area that you live in. And we're going to talk about how to have you use your gift to change the world for Jesus in your area of the world and how we can partner with you because we're family. Uh, we're planning on going to, you know, Arizona, Texas, Florida, all those states you saw, and also in other countries. And you know what? We're going to be family together. And I need some of you who would be a part of setting that up and being on the team. And so we need, we need, we need you. Why? Because we need to embrace the new. We need to embrace the new. I'm seized with amazement. My mind has been blown by our God. I'm in awe of Jesus that we're doing now what we said we'd do, but we're really doing it. The church is not a building. We're going into all the world and making disciples. We're doing what Jesus said to do. And, and that is like the best thing ever. Let me, let me do this. I'm going to share some things in a moment I don't want you to miss. But right now, I want to do this. Where are you out with the Lord? Where are you in experiencing, experiencing Jesus in an amazing way where he seizes you with amazement 
in a new way that transforms your life? Where are you? Where's your marriage? Where's your family? Uh, If you're single, many of you are single out there. Are you discovering a new purpose? Where are you with Jesus? Because when Jesus comes, he makes all things new. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says these words in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if you're in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. And the old things have passed away. All those old are gone. Behold, new things have come. Some of you right now, let me say this to you. I know you may have loved your old life. You may have liked things the way they were better before than they are now. But Jesus is saying something to you. Let's let the old pass away. Let's let the old pains, the old hurts, the old history. Uh, Some of you, this is a chance for a start over like you can't imagine. Some of you right now, you need what's happening currently in your life to pass away. So new things can come. So amazement can seize you. So God can show you great and mighty things you do not know. And right now, I want to ask you this. Where are you at with the Lord? Maybe you've never given your life to him. This is the moment. This is the time. And when you do, your sins will be forgiven. Uh, your, Your shame will be gone. Your guilt will be gone. You will become a new creature, a new creation. Now, Jesus does that. And and the power of it comes from what he did for you on the cross, where he died for you. He shed his blood for you. And now he wants to pour his love out upon you and in you. And things are going to be amazing. Amazement will start to seize you. And God will lead you to an amazing moment time and time again. Don't you want that? Don't you want love? Don't you want the life he has for you? And maybe, maybe you've never had that before. If you just trusted him right now, if you had faith right now, if you opened up right now, it could all happen. Oh, it could all happen. And I want it for you. He wants it for you. Jesus moved heaven and earth for you to have that. And so in a moment, I'm going to invite you to say yes to Jesus. Some of you need to recommit your lives to Christ. You know, maybe this is a season, maybe you're doing really good before this. But man, right now, all the anger, all the hurt, all the fear, all the turmoil, all the chaos, it got to you. And you know what? The Lord loves you. He loves you, but it's time to recommit and find revival in your life. Pray a prayer with me right now, either for the first time or to recommit where you could come to know Jesus in a powerful, amazing way. And what we're going to do is we're going to do that. I'm going to leave that prayer. By the way, don't tune out. I'm going to share some things after this. Everyone's going to want to know. But right now, if you're a Christian, start praying for people who need to say yes to Jesus. They may be in the next block, your next door neighbor. They might be in the next county. They might be in the next state, but your prayers will be heard and they'll matter. Pray for people to say yes to Jesus. And right now I'm going to lead a prayer and I'm going to ask you if you need to say yes to Jesus for the first time to pray it. If you need to recommit, pray it. If you need his help, if you need healing, if you need freedom, if you need courage to wipe out the anxiety and fear, pray the prayer with me. Maybe your marriage needs to be restored. Maybe love needs to be in your family. Pray this prayer with me. And then I'm going to ask you to do something. If you pray the prayer and mean it, I'm going to ask you to show that you mean it by texting on a phone. You could do it with your phone. I could do it with your iPad. Uh, uh, any way you can text, text AMEN 
to 69922. Text AMEN to 69922. The unchanging God wants to change things in you and with you for the better. He wants to cause all things to work together for good for you. If you love him, if you just love him enough to pray the prayer and text in, if you'll live your life according to his purpose. And I want to tell you when the pray the prayer that something powerful happens, when you text, it goes deeper. We're going to get back to you. We're going to interact with you. By the way, we'll keep your information private, but you matter to us too much just to be anonymous. Pray the prayer and text the text and see what God does. Let's, let's do this right now. Let me pray for you. All you are believers, pray for people to say yes, and then I'll lead that prayer. Jesus, we know right now that you know every person watching. And time is not a factor. Geography is not a factor. You know who they are and you knew they were watching this. And you want to turn things together for good for them. You want their lives to be filled and seized with amazement. You want them to know what it's like to have your plan and your purpose enacted in their life. You want to fill them with love. You want to bring healing to hurting. And I know that you could do this in a moment, but you've chosen they have to choose. So Jesus, I'm praying they're going to choose right now. I'm praying they're going to choose you. I'm praying they're going to choose life. I'm praying they're going to choose to commit their lives to you. Right now, he loves you. I'm not, I, oh, he loves you. And I'm so for you. I want this for you. I've been praying God would touch people right now. So you may have been that very person I was praying for. So I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer with me where you say yes to Jesus. Either whisper the prayer or say it out loud. You could do it alone. You could do it with someone else. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know you love me. And I know you died on the cross for me and you died for my sins. I pray you'll forgive me and cleanse me from all my sin. I pray you'll heal me from hurt and pain. I pray you'll free me. You'll free me from anything that is holding me down or holding me back. But most of all, I pray you'll make me yours. I pray you'll make me alive. And I pray you'll make me brand new. And here's the words, ready? Say, so I say yes to you. And if that's all you could say, if it's all you could say, say it. Say, I say yes to you. I say yes to you. And I say yes to the life you have for me. So take me now and make me yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen means the truth. Amen means for real. So if you said amen, praise God. I'm so excited for you. But make sure and text amen to 69922. And, and when we get to you, uh, when we text you back, get back to us right away. But amen to 69922. And praise God for you. Praise God for the life God's got for you. Incredible things are going to come your way. But before we end, I want to share this. I believe the church is in an incredible place. 
I also want to tell you some great things are coming. So hang in. It's a, it's a few things I want to tell you. I want you to know. I think you'll be excited about them, but God has all this for you. So the first thing I want to tell you about is this. Uh, we are getting ready. It'll start in September. We are going to begin an incredibly powerful, in-depth study in the book of Isaiah. So this is the book of Isaiah. And so I wrote a journal that I want you to get. And, and this journal, I believe, will help you understand Isaiah better than you ever have before. Isaiah is an incredible book, but it's complex. Um, Isaiah, catch this. He's the, the unique from all the other prophets. And here's what he said. He said, the Lord showed me. The Lord showed me. So Isaiah saw things that no other prophet saw. Most of the other prophets say, the word of the Lord came to me or the Lord told me. Isaiah saw him. And he saw his day, things God was doing in his day. He saw Jesus's day when Jesus would come and walk the earth. He saw the crucifixion. Uh, he saw uh, Jesus's second coming. And he saw our days and all the things that happened right before the second coming. And Isaiah talks more about the millennial reign of Christ than any other prophet. So what we're going to do, we're going to study the book of Isaiah. We're calling it the book of the king because it's a book about Jesus. So the book of the king, and, and we're going to do that pretty soon. So here's what I want to tell you. You can get a journal right now. They officially are on sale starting now. And so you go to amazon.com and you search Chuck Boer and you'll be able to get the journal. So amazon.com, search Chuck Boer and you can get the journal. Or uh, right now, I think on our lower third, is a better way to click to it. But we, everybody, we want you to get a journal. Here's what else we want you to do. Getting ready for the study that's coming. Uh, so I need you to do these things. So when we start the study, you get the most out of it. Uh, number one, get a journal. Number two, get into a Q group. You know, maybe right now that's the very thing you need more than you know you need it. Uh, and so we want you to dive into a Q group, a quarantine group, uh, people you trust in the midst of the quarantine. And, and how do you do that? Well, you text groups uh, in, or group into this and, and get into a group. And so get prepared for this so you can be in one in September when we start. Uh, number three, uh, number three, hear each of the weekend messages. Somehow, someway, don't miss one. So as you journal every day starting September the 7th, and, and by the way, that's when you start the journal, September the 7th, and, and you get ready to meet with your group. Uh, we want you to hear the messages, and I believe you will understand the width and the breadth and the depth of this amazing book of the Bible. So that's what's coming starting in September, but you need to get in your group, and you need to get your journal now. Uh, the second thing I want to tell you about, we have a series called Get in the Game. Uh, Lee and Strobel and I on Tuesday talked about this, but uh, we are going to help you get in the game and be a more effective for Jesus than ever. And so we want to equip you and inspire you and empower you and encourage you. Uh, and so I've got, I'll, I'll be sharing in this series, but I also have incredible speakers coming that I want you to hear. Dr. Caroline Leaf is coming. She is a neuroscientist, one of the most respected neuroscientists in all the world. She wrote a New York Times bestselling book called Switch on Your Brain. She'll be sharing things with you that'll blow your mind, but also that you can go share with friends that'll give you a way to talk about God and get in the game like never before. Abdul Murray's coming. 
You may not know who Abdul Murray is, uh, but he is a, a key figure, a key player uh, in the ministry. Ravi Zacharias led out in before Ravi went to be with the Lord. Uh, he's going to be with us. And he's an author. Uh, he's an apologist. He's a speaker. He'll, he, he, he'll be incredible. Josh McDowell's going to be with us. Uh, Josh and I have known each other for years. Uh, he wrote that incredible book, Evidence That Demands a Verdict. Uh, and he, he's probably one more people of the Lord than the majority of us ever have. But he's going to show you how to be effective for your faith in such a time as this. So get ready for that. Those will be on Sundays. That'll be on Sundays. So that's our weekend message. On Wednesdays, we're going to be doing how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Next Wednesday, I'll kick it off and I'll be teaching each week. Do you know what I want you to know? I want you to know the power of the Spirit happening inside you. I want you to know the filling of the Spirit that overwhelms you and overtakes you. I want you to know the, the great things God wants to do with you, but you need to have a filling of the Spirit for it to happen. And so right now, I want to tell you, it is incredible to live your life empowered by the Spirit with the filling of the Spirit. And so we'll be doing that uh, throughout the month of August on Wednesday nights. Then August the 5th begins our virtual BBS. So uh, I'm super excited about this. Uh, like I said, kids have already been signing up. No matter where you are in the world, your kids can be in it. No matter where you are in the United States, your children can be a part. And no matter where you are in the, in the United States, you can serve and be a part of this. So that's coming August 5th and 6th. And then August 19th, uh, I want you to listen to this one. We right now on August the 19th are planning on opening our school. Now this is more of a local announcement. Uh, but, but we have an incredible school from preschool all the way to high school. Uh, it's stellar in its, its love for Christ and teaching a Christian worldview. It's, it's excellent in its education. And, and we actually have done things to make this year better than any year. And with the COVID crisis, we're wondering, what do we do? So right now, right now, our plan is on August 19th to open the school with on-site classes, live classes, where kids can come to our campus, but also virtual classes for parents who, who want their children to learn virtually. By the way, even if you're in another state, you could be a part of our school, and our school is a great school. Uh, they'll get the best education you can imagine with Jesus as the foundation. So August 19th is our plan to open. Now, some of you are saying, but, but wait a minute, I thought schools weren't opening then. Well, let me kind of give you some background. We believe the science supports us. We believe your children need this. And so right now our plan, and it could change, but right now our plan is for all the parents who are comfortable with this, all the parents who want their children to have in-class education, you will be able to bring your kids to us. We, they will be safe. Our, your children are going to be safe. Our staff is going to be safe. Uh, we're going to practice social distancing, and yet they'll have a great interaction together. And we can control that better than the public school can. Why? Because we're private. We could keep our class sizes smaller. We could keep distance better. We can oversee and do uh, uh, um, the, the uh, disinfecting better than the public school can. So we know we can provide a safe environment. But we also know something else. Right now, the coronavirus is taking a mental toll on our children. Uh, the American Pediatrics Association has actually recommended children go back to school. The American Pediatrics Association said they need to go back to school 
Why? Because children are suffering mentally. It is, it is harming their mental health. And so they need that. And they need to be back in school. And they need to be back together. Now again, if you're a parent not comfortable with this, that's fine. And, and you got to make the right decision for your children. But Dr. Amy French, who is an infectious disease specialist and heads our ICU in our area, um, she and I were talking recently. And I want you to hear what she said, because she believes the children should be back in school. Listen to this. The children are a unique population. And as I've told my patients, and as well as my friends, they appear to be protected. Are there gonna be cases? Absolutely. Are there gonna be horrible outcomes that you're gonna hear about on the news? Yes, there will be. But is that gonna be the norm? No, it's not. I don't believe that, and I don't believe the Academy of Pediatrics believes that either. For whatever reason, and I'm sure the science will continue to pan out, children appear to be, for the most part, protected. As a physician, my concern is the children's well-being. I see a lot of children struggling, being locked up at home, away from their friends, not having the, gen the touch, not seeing grandma. These things are very real, and as a society, we need to start dealing with that. Although going back to school is very controversial, and every parent needs to make that decision for themselves, children, there needs to be more of a conversation about their mental health, about abuse, everything else that could be happening behind those closed doors, and how do we as a society put their needs above everyone else? So if you want to watch the whole podcast, you can go uh, to uh, our YouTube channel or to our, uh, our podcast channel, and you can hear everything she had to say. But what I want to say is this, we're not making the decisions we make and, and taking them lightly. We pray about everything first. We do the research, we do the planning, and uh, we believe uh, for the vast majority of children, it would be far better for them, far healthier for them, far more important for them to be able to have an in-class environment. And again, if you're a parent not comfortable with that, that you've got to make the right decision for your own children. But I want to say that we believe our school is an amazing school. And on August 19th, our plan right now is to open. Now, we still have room for some more children to be in. If you haven't signed up yet, uh, you can actually take a tour and we will want to show you everything. We want you to be aware of what we're doing and why we're doing it and how we're doing it. And so you can be a part of that. If you you don't have a virtual place for your kids to be educated. We are uh, leaps and bounds ahead of almost every school in the country and being able to provide an excellent virtual education because uh, that's already a part uh, of some of the things we had been planning on. So we want that to be available to you. Uh, so if you're a parent, I want you to mark that date down. 